3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We
4: got a lot of time here, and I, I think our best bet is a combination of updates on Bucks Magic, and I think this is the best chance we've ever had to get you involved in a basketball game.
5: And really, just previewing the thirty games that all start at four o'clock. I've actually got the basketball game on, by the way, and this may be the wow. first basketball game on the big screen TV in my uh, in my man room here, and I, maybe ever. Besides flipping through channels and one being on, this, there's literally nothing else on. It was disappointed. Uh, took at the schedule, see nothing. Hockey, listen, we're well, lucky we have one hockey game today. I think the NHL probably made a mistake they probably should have taken today off completely rather than have one game on today i think two tomorrow and one monday i don't understand once again the it's the nhl so i don't understand anything they do but why do they don't just go two games you know two games sunday two games monday to you know, keep going two games each conference is beyond me but it's the nhl they do strange things so it is what it is you know but like i said baseball just always like i said why can't you have a one o'clock game why are all the games at four o'clock i understand you want to avoid the seven o'clock window the fox window and you can't you may not be able to televise I don't know what the, uh, the rights are but you may not be able to televise the game you know Yankees mets the subway series got canceled because uh, a couple one Mets player one staffer got uh got covid so that is what it is we'll deal with that as it comes along here but uh definitely a disappointing day
4: yeah i will get people quickly set up here for buck magic uh i played the first half buck team totaled over 59 and a half points That number at FanDuel right now, as we're getting closer to the approach, uh, does sit at 60 and a half, but it is at even juice. So that's certainly, uh, I think, something that you guys can play. They scored 64 in the first half uh, in that last game, and they probably still didn't hit their offensive peak. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to over exaggerate here, but this team, if they came away with 70 points in the first half, it would not surprise me. Uh, all things considered. I think Nick Nurse might have just won Coach of the Year, I think. I don't know. I'm seeing it right here on the screen now, which would be good because he deserves it. Um, At first, I think he's a bench player. This guy sitting on a bench. Ha, ha, ha. You know he's he's
5: that is? That. A, a player.
4: Yeah, it's, it's Red Arback, I believe, um, right, smoking the cigar on the bench. I like that they kind of, like, you know, idolize that, even though it's so against the rules now. Um, it's just funny how those things work. Uh, the other thing I'll tell you guys as well, if you're interested on the, I'm not going to lay 13 because in game two, I laid 12 and a half. And I was reminded of why you don't lay 12 and a half because they were up by 20 the whole game. But then the Magic were like, yeah, hey, let's make a run. And I was like, oh gosh. And they ended up covering, but it was, it was the most stressful thing of, of like the whole playoffs. So I'm not doing that again. If you wanted a player prop, uh, Chris Middleton should bounce back. He's been dreadful to start the postseason. The number's 19 and a half. The minus-122 juice does give me some pause because if you look at his games against the Magic this year, he has scored 21 points, 21 points, 20 points, and 18 points. All right, that's not fun. Like, can I get one game where you dominate these guys and I know that that's in. Like, this is probably going to be a tight player prop no matter what. So I like the Middleton number, but I'm personally not going to play it uh, and I think this will, though, be a game that can provide us some live opportunity, whether uh, it be offenses coming out slow and we come back around on an over, or the, the uh, Bucks coming out slow and we come back around on a discounted number. Like, George, with this being the only game on the board, did you be like, ah, let me see if I can find something here? You're like, nah, it's okay. I'm not going to force it.
5: No, uh, you'll convince me on something eventually. I, I won't do anything pre-game. i yeah. will wait for the in-game. I'll wait till you convince okay. me of something going on. Listen, we got three hours. Uh, there's nothing else going <laughs> on. here. I'm, I'm plus for the week, so I got nothing to lose here. It won't be a big amount, of course not. But sooner or later, when I, it won't be what you tell me. But when, I, when I can, I re- can see it in your face. I can see it in your eyes that you really believe yeah. something. You know, see, okay. I hear see it in your yeah. voice. And then I'll put put it on. That's what I, that's what the plan is for today.
4: Fantastic. Um, I, I think I'd be doing a I'd be, I'd be I have to reevaluate i can't get you on something um let me ask you this in terms of the fact that we do only have the one hockey game uh i was a little surprised that they went with back-to-back here in the postseason maybe they just kind of wanted to speed things up uh, and be able to get to the next round but were you surprised by that because unless i'm crazy that's they don't normally do that when you know last saying last year's playoffs that's not like a back-to-back thing back-to-back games is not a thing is it
5: It's not supposed to be a thing, but in the NHL, there are, uh, once once again, when we have a normal season, there are arena availability problems. I mean, listen, there could be a concert going on on a night, so you have to have back-to-back games here because you can't play this night. So we've seen that before in the NHL, but that's not a problem anymore, right? You have the Edmonton Arena. You have the Toronto Arena. They're yours. So nothing else is going on here. I think the, the reason why the NHL played tonight, which is strange, because there was a chance, depending on what happened last night, that they could start round two of a Western Conference series before round one of another Western Conference series was over. This Dallas-Colorado game was already scheduled before the Vancouver-St. Louis played. So if St. Louis Mm. would have won that game last night, they would have been playing game seven, I think, tomorrow, and game one of a second-round series would have already begun tonight. So it would have been really strange. It didn't end up working out that way. In some ways, I give the NHL credit if if their thinking was, you know what, Kev, we don't want to go dark for a night. Yeah, we've had NHL every yeah. day now since august third right so we don't want to go dark for a night i i sort of get that i just think it's mm-hmm. kind of silly now where i believe because of this the Tampa bay boston series they're going to have two back-to-back games two back-to-back games are going to happen this series it's just silly at this point you don't need to do that you know two yeah. games every night two games sunday night two games monday and then maybe you should have gone uh, you should have gone dark tonight a saturday night which Let's face it, we always see from every sports uh, – really, everybody in TV, Saturday night's not a good night in TV ratings. Generally, it'll be higher now because there's not much going on because of the pandemic. But still, a little surprised the NHL did this. But I think I see their point, assuming it was, let's not go dark.
4: Yeah, I think that that's fair. Uh, and then, you know, we've got Major League Baseball. You know, I, honestly, George, we've done what do you think, five weekends together now, maybe less. I feel like at least 50% of the time we've complained about how Major League Baseball has approached the schedule, let alone all of the other things that they've messed up here. Like, and I don't want to harp on it. And yes, my frustration is certainly multiplied by being on this show and not having like these games to talk about. Because if, to be fair, if I was just sitting at home, I don't know how much of the baseball games I'd be watching anyway. But it's just, you would think they'd call some type of audible here. I don't understand. I mean, not, It's not even like all oh, the four o'clock late. Like, there's only, there's only three games at four o'clock. Like it's just all night games here. It's like there's, like there's no world for them where they like they haven't adjusted to the world they're in. I think is basically the best way I can put it.
5: I like I, said, I understood this when uh, once again when there are fans in the stands. Numbers tell you that people go to night games more than day games. So I understand why teams want the uh, the night games, but the players prefer the day games. Obviously, they want to get out of there and be able to have their nights free. We live in a different world now. Why wouldn't you play the day games? You know, it doesn't matter about fans anymore. You know, ratings. I mean, really, is it really about TV ratings for one day a week? Maybe, but you imagine I can't think. Four o'clock games get great ratings, right? What's different from one o'clock to four o'clock here? So, uh, and there also is the issue with the you know Fox has the seven o'clock game. And usually that means that that window is just theirs, whatever three games they're covering in the three uh, time zones. So maybe they don't have that tonight. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Fox, maybe because of what's going on, Fox no longer has an exclusive window to allowing all these teams to have seven o'clock games. Because we're looking at now at one, two, three, six. It's about six between seven and 730. Not a large number. Once again, not a small number either. So was, I don't know what the deal is. I truly don't. I wish they were like you. I think you want to take advantage of this and try new things and have games going from 1 o'clock, starting at 1, ending at midnight, pretty much, the you know, last game started at 9 or 10 on the West Coast. Uh, that's, that's just the way I would want it, but apparently they don't see it that way. Let me,
4: let me ask you now. It might be different because you have kind of your whole setup there with, like, four, you know, a bunch of TVs. Um, but, I'll, but, like, to be honest with you, the NBA players started, George, and I've hardly watched baseball, especially now. The Yankees not playing this weekend. I mean, it got put right back kind of, uh, you know, on the back burner for me. Like, with the hockey playoffs starting, have you found yourself watching, like, sig- I've watched significantly less baseball. I don't know if I've made an actual baseball bet. Say, I haven't made one of those things since the NBA playoffs have actually started.
5: Well, for yourself, I got three TVs here. Uh, yeah. I have a big screen, then two, uh, two little flankers, and a laptop if I need to uh, watch another one. Uh, so for the most part, the NHL has only had one game on at a time. For the most part. Sometimes the games have overlapped a little bit. For the most part, it's one game on at a time. So one TV is NHL. You know, the big screen is usually uh, the Yankee game. I'm a Yankee fan. That's what I watch there. Mm-hmm. And the other screen is a rotating baseball game. Yeah, I, I just, you know, commercial, what? Okay, next game. What Pitching change, next game. Anyway, you know, any kind of delay, I just go to the next game. Or whatever the game, uh, when it gets late, obviously I'm going to games where maybe I have a bet going on. You know, something mm-hmm. like that. Or a good game, game I want to watch. That's generally how I work it here. Uh, same thing during football season. Really, it's the same. We watch the Cowboy game, the local games on one screen, and then I got the red zone on another. Then you got, you know, I got my computer, you put on another game. You know, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun, but yeah, it could be uh, it could drive you crazy trying to figure out what game to watch. here, yeah, but generally, it's rooting interest. Either my team, mm-hmm. the Yankees, that I'm rooting for, it could be my fantasy team as well, or a game I might have a little money on that I want to see how mm-hmm. it ends. And I don't know about you, but uh, I can be a little superstitious when I watch these games if I have money on them. Let's say I watch the game, I'm losing, I'm losing money, I'm getting killed. But if I when I, when I turn the game off, or of so they're playing better and I'm winning money, I won't go to that game i will not watch the uh, if, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. if they're playing better when i'm not watching that game is not going on a screen
4: No, <laughs> well, i think that that is uh i think that that's fair uh, and that's how we all are right i mean you know george now i've been kind of tweeting out every single uh bet that i've made during these nba playoffs and sometimes i'd be like did i did i put a gif on that bet did it win all right this time all right we got to go with a gif again uh, do we go do we lose all right we'll go no gif this time like it is just the stupidest things in the world that you could imagine <laughs> But, like, that's just how it goes Where uh, when we're getting here. All right, so we're 15 minutes in. We've still not played a game. Sorry to you guys that are out there betting live tennis, 13 matches, live soccer, 40. In the live golf, to be fair, is there as well. But we'll take a look. Come back. or in-game live right here on the
2: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: Back right here to In Game Live, Kevin Walsh and George Kurtz. With you guys up until 4 o'clock today, where uh, we have – Not necessarily a packed plate, but we do have a lot that we will be able to get to for the the people, George. I think. Uh, You know, it'll actually be nice because I'm going to try and go through as many of these baseball games as possible, and I feel like I I haven't, again, paid as much of attention as I certainly was when baseball was the only game in town. So it would kind of be good to break those down. We uh, do have Bucks Magic. We will be following that one uh, to emphasize, once again for the people, how little is on George, has on
5: NBA hoops on his big screen. I'm actually annoyed they aren't playing yet. <laughs> I, I want to say something. I, mean, I see something. People think I, – I said I like the game of basketball. I play basketball out in the street with the uh, street kids. I, I enjoy the game. I just stopped following it, oh, probably back in the uh, 80s. I think it just got – the last couple of minutes just got ridiculously long for me. And uh, I think it became either hockey or basketball, and I went, went the hockey route, because I could actually play hockey well. I mean, like to play basketball, I wasn't very good at it. So I'm not Scott Farrell here who you know, he, I heard Jay's from every place. No, I'm not that kind of guy. But I, I do enjoy the game. If You know, I think they're great athletes. I just stopped following it. I, back when the 80s, Showtime, Magic, and, uh, you know, Kareem and all those guys, yeah, I enjoyed the game a lot more back then.
4: I will say, like, it does seem that there's a lot of people who are either, like, if you're a hardcore NBA fan, odds are you're not massive into hockey. Me, if you're a hardcore NHL fan, odds are you're not. Massive into the NBA, George. That's just kind of it seems how it splits up, and it does make sense considering how synced their calendars are. Like I think it's, I do think it is difficult to, you know, find yourself that invested on both sides. Um, now there are certainly people who are right. Um, you know, I'm, sure, you know, Gabe would certainly describe himself as someone like that. Uh, but to be fair, Gabe is also like locked into soccer over in Belarus. So, that's a whole different thing. crazy. Yeah, Gage I, I mean. Really certifiable. Like, I hear him, like, breaking down, like, legitimately, just like, you know, Australian rugby. And like, I trust you that you're not making this up. Like, that, and I give him credit, though. Like, he, he's, he's built up that level of trust where you're like, I legitimately think you know. Like, this is not random. Like, you, for some reason, have bet in this league before, and you know what you're saying, and I trust you here. I'm not sure the man
5: sleeps. I don't know. No, certainly. I mean, I, I get tweets at him at all hours of the night. You know, I'm, 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 I'm on a tweet. I'm like, okay, you know, do, are you in bed? You know, then he goes on his little uh, little runs on his tweets. We have 30 tweets in like 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he does know what he's doing. I don't think he's random at all. I don't know how he yeah. knows the stuff he knows, but I think he does. I think he's <laughs> studying, uh, looking at something. He reminds mm-hmm. me of the guy uh, back in – you know, before – before we all had satellite dishes, and, you know, we used, to, we used to get a lot of weird stuff on ESPN in the 80s. You know, it's like, wow, what sport is this from what country? He reminds me of that guy nowadays. He's like, oh, he still has that dish. That old, that big monstrous dish in a yard somewhere that's catching mm-hmm. all sports from all weird countries. You know, I was like, God bless. Because you never know what he's going to bring out here. But I wanted to ask you something.
3: Mm-hmm. When he
5: started talking about the uh, NBA and NHL syncing up their schedules, which they generally do. Uh mm-hmm. People keep asking me, I guess a two-part question for you. People keep asking me, do I know when the next uh, NHL season is going to start? And I don't. And they really haven't announced it yet. I think it's going to be somewhere around Thanksgiving would be, American Thanksgiving would be my guess, maybe early December. So I have a two-part question question for you. One, when do you think the next NBA season will start? And two is, do you think the NBA will use this as a reason to move their season uh, back? than starting in I think it was usually early November. Start around Christmas. You know they they do great on Christmas Day, right? They the, uh, the NBA games oh. on Christmas Day. Start on Christmas Day and avoid as much of the NFL as possible. It's the NBA you can play into the summer, right? You're not mm-hmm. worried about the ice melting or anything like. That. I think it would make perfect sense. What are you worried about I'm competing with baseball? So do you think once again when will the when have you heard the NBA will start next season? And have you heard anything or do you think they will use this as an excuse from from now on to start around Christmas?
4: So as far as when the season starts, we got a recent update on that because they initially were were telling themselves that they were going to aim for December 1st. And we got an update that was inevitable, which was, yeah, that's way too early. And they're now talking about pushing back the start of not only that start date, which, again, is exactly what they should be doing, but also the start of free agency, the draft. So. The NBA has certainly come to terms a lot more with the idea that December 1st was far too early of a target date. And honestly, you know, when it comes to both the NBA and I would say the NHL as well, I think they saw the benefit of taking a cautious approach, playing the long game, if you will, George, when it came to getting their seasons off the ground. And that's why I believe that they will do the same when it comes to next season. Again, not to drag Major League Baseball, but they very much so rushed through the entire process. And I understand where the, the, you know, not being in a bubble, the players not taking things seriously. But at the end of the day, the NHL, the NBA, we hope this remains, have been able to get off the ground here. And they've not had to have stoppages or teams miss and what have you. Where obviously Major League Baseball, you know, they still haven't had a day where all 30 teams have played probably since like opening weekend. So it's been a very long time. So if I had to take a guess on the NBA season, it'd be closer to that Christmas, New Year's kind of range. But to your second point, yeah, I think they're going to look into this heavily. I think that they want it. And this is the thing. They've had conversations around it, uh, George. Before this even all started, like there were owners within the league who were kind of saying, "Like I think we should start looking at Christmas. It's our time. We're competing with football less. There's a big opening out there in the summer. So I think they're going to look at it. The only thing that might be uh, kind of wrenching the plan, and it's something that they're dealing with right now, is how it impacts their athletes participating in the Summer Olympics. Because there does seem to be a desire to leave the door open for that. And, like, right now, with the time frame that they're on, right, and then they're going to be on for next season, they're trying to work it to where those guys can go to the Olympics next year.
5: That shouldn't be all that difficult. The Olympics are generally in July, August, right, the Mm -hmm. Summer Olympics, depending on... uh... I guess what country is hosting it that year. So let's say once every four years, maybe you do have to start two weeks earlier or a month earlier just to make sure they get in there. It shouldn't be uh, – well, once every four years, it shouldn't be a problem. It's not like hockey, where no matter what you do, it's middle, middle of the season. and you got to shut down for two and a half, three weeks. So I think well, mm-hmm. the NBA should be able to handle that pretty easily. And listen, I want the NBA players in the Olympics. I'm a big believer that uh, every country should send their best. I don't care if they're professionals or amateurs. You should be able to send your best. That's the idea of the Olympics. Send your best mm-hmm. athletes. So I think it's crazy that uh, you know back in the day we didn't do that. I just I think mean, it's completely nuts. It makes made no sense to me. Uh, I understand it's a great story when uh, you know a bunch of amateurs do win it. I get it against another team's pros, another country's pros. But I just always thought that was silly. But I think it's once again I think it's very doable for the NBA for the reasons you mentioned here. Either way, you're gonna go compete up against basketball, uh, football in their playoffs. No, no matter what you do, you're gonna have to deal with January. All right, and it's, once again, it's only a couple of days a week. You should be okay there. I can't see how you're worried about baseball. Once again, it's an everyday sport. The ratings aren't great anyway. And basketball, you'd be at close to the, you know, end of your season there. Games are more important. You would do well. So in uh, my way yeah. the NBA should start later. Once again, every sport wants to avoid the gorilla. And that is the NFL. And if you can avoid, I would avoid as much of the NFL as I possibly could. Yeah. And, and, you know, to be fair though, the NFL is three days, right?
4: There's only, and like, you know, when it comes to, obviously, Sunday's, you know, doom, right? But if you can kind of figure out your timing on a on a Monday or a Thursday, you might be okay. Although, look, generally, everybody's playing that night. You know what's a, a really good question, George? Let's say, and I can't believe that this is possible, and it's heartbreaking that it is, but it might be possible. But let's just say when we start next year's NBA and NHL seasons, we are without fans again. And we're even in bubbles again. Are we going to keep rolling with day games? Because if you're the NBA or the NHL, just because it's the regular season, don't leave meat on the bone there. Keep playing games from noon on. Keep being
5: a part of everybody's daily regular lives. No. Well, I think it'll be much harder for both the NBA and NHL. Sort of in the same boat here. I think they're going to have a hard time having fans in the stands in what you and I both played somewhere in December, three months. Uh three and a half months. I think it's going to be tough. At least not to have full, full fans in the stands. You can't see that. I know today. Uh, what the Kansas City Chiefs were having about two thousand fans at practice. Social distancing. All right. We'll see how this works. out. That's, I, that's, it. that's yeah. Not not smart. I agree with you.
0: Hard to but
5: not, that is just it's practice. Yeah, no. But that's it's that's stupid. It's not that is it. dumb. It's that is so not, it's worth, not worth, it. worth the risk. I agree. That's my my first reaction as well. Why are you doing this? Why? Why are we taking this chance here? But that it is what it is. It's something we, you and I can do to stop it. But I wonder this. All right. Suppose this works. Here you can have a couple of thousand fans at a game. You know Let's face it. NBA, NHL arenas, generally around eighteen thousand on average you can fit there. That's one ninth, eleven percent. Okay. That seems somewhat doable if you do it right. Well, they if they're going to do that, then you're not going to have games all day, right? You're going you're to go to your normal times, seven stuff, you know, seven seven thirty starts, whatever it might be. But if you can't have fans, and we're still stuck in this pandemic, which I believe we will be. I don't think we're going to get out of this until we get a vaccine, really. But uh, if you can't have fans, then why not have games all day again? 12, 3, 6, 9. It was fantastic, wasn't it? If this country's not back to normal, people a lot of people are still working from home, those ratings will still be good. We're watching. The, if you're working, you're going to have the game on. So the ratings won't be affected here. So uh, I think it'll depend on what's going to happen here. The problem is, as far as a bubble situation, how are you gonna fit? I mean, generally, I don't. The NBA on average is going to have what on on your busy days, nine, ten, twelve games. Same thing in the NHL. Can't have all those games in the, in two bubbles. You probably need to have at least two other bubbles, and I think that can be tough. And how do the teams play each other? You have to completely redo the schedule, and that could be a problem.
4: Yeah. Right. And certainly, like I think about it from the NBA's perspective, if you went bubble for the next season, you go from 22 teams to 30 teams, plus the conversations around fans and and whether they're allowed in or not uh, becomes pretty interesting. So, uh, you know, it's funny, George, as much as I'd love for there to be a ton of games on, it does provide us here a lot of breathing room to talk through some of these things. And as I just got an update on my phone about kind of the status of Nick Chubb, I, I am reminded that I also now have an opportunity to talk to you a little bit about fantasy football, which is much closer than I certainly realize. And I think probably a lot of people out there. So we have a lot of time to talk about a lot of stuff, including Bucks Magic, which is 11 9 Milwaukee early. Come back,
5: on Live
2: On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: All right, let's go, guys. Right back here on In Game Live. We're a half hour down. It is Kevin Walsh and it is George Kurtz. Update right now on the NBA. The Bucks lead the magic 16 to 10. They're laying 14.5, so a little bit of movement there. The total of 22.5 and a half is about right on cue. Uh, so we, of course, how far we'll be ahead shooting. of me are you? Well, I, Where's I, am using,
5: again? I was using You're the, seven uh, the seconds ahead point.
4: of me. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm about an hour behind you. I still don't have the 16th point on my actual oh, stream. I, I just got, I just got, yeah, yeah. When I, if I try and do that, I'll try and go to the sports book because the sports book, they know when it goes in before it goes in at the actual arena. Like, I don't know how they do that, <laughs> but I mean, so that's that's just kind of why I want to give people that you know update, I guess, for what feels like as close to it um, as possible. So uh, we'll keep following this one. Nothing early though; very, very just early game. Uh, nothing crazy thus far. Again, we will be keeping uh, our tabs on it. Uh, and George, you know, we were talking about uh, a little bit kind of during the break this this major league baseball season, and you know, we're both Yankee fans, obviously, right? So. Uh, a little unfortunate because the subway series is something I still certainly get up for. It's always fun. You know, I have two brothers, they're both Mets fans, you know, so there's always you know some back and forth in the house and that's uh you know it's fun. And unfortunately we're not gonna be getting that. And man, like it's frustrating, but I I'd be lying, George, if I said I was heartbroken because it, it certainly now is kind of set in for me, similar to how you've been describing this season. It doesn't for me. I'll go. I'll This is as far as I'll go, and I might end up going further. But I really don't care until the playoffs go. This whole regular season, we're, like you're going to get. George, well, did you say less than fifty percent of these teams are going to even play at uh, the actual sixty
5: games? I don't. Man, think about it. Think what's going on here. Now you put this up before. Uh, the, uh, today's the twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth. I believe the 25th is when it'll be 30 days without all every team in Major League Baseball playing a game. In other words, there'll be, oh, be a cancellation every day. Most of those days, like 29 to 30, will be because of COVID. There was one day, I think it was Wednesday of last week, where all 30 teams were scheduled, but there was a rain out. It was the Braves right. and the Phillies. So think about that. The Mets can't play this weekend. Monday is a Monday, the Mets and Yankees have off. All right. There is a chance if everyone gets cleared, they can play either a single game or a doubleheader to make up to uh, two to three games they've missed. Yankees and Mets also play each other next weekend. Maybe there'll be three doubleheaders. And it you will know, make them up all then. Who knows? But to me, this whole baseball season is, is a joke. It just is. Uh, I was, I love it. I'm watching it. I'm, in, I'm entertained. You know, I, mean, I want the Yankees to win. Sure, but it's the COVID championship. You've changed all the rules. Run around second base to start the 10th inning. Seven inning doubleheaders here. This The un, completely ridiculous schedule that's going on. Not so much that you're playing the East. I get that. You have to. But why the Yankees are playing seven games at home against the Red Sox, only three on the road, not five and five. Weird. Hmm. I mean, so many, so many weird things like this that I don't understand. But the point you make up is even bigger. What's the point you bring up, not made up? Made up. Right now, they're able to pretty much make up all these games because it's happening early. What happens two, three weeks from now? when we're still having this problem, and it looks like we are. It's not going away. And now you don't have the time to make up the games. Right, because you don't have a six weeks left in the season here. You know they don't play each other again. They don't have common off days. What's going to happen then when you know a team only has fifty seven games? Another team plays sixty. Another team played fifty two. You know, think about the Philadelphia Phillies. Right now, they're scheduled to play all sixty games. Might work out that way with eleven double headers, which means they will have played forty four less innings than some teams. This is nuts. Anybody who considers this a real season, I think you're out of your mind. I said, if the Yankees were to win, I would not consider this a World Series win. It's a, the COVID championship. You have a big asterisk next to it. You know, it, it's not a real season in my mind. I'm not, I'm not. Listen, you want you win, that's great. I mean, I am enjoying it. I love watching baseball. I'm, I watch it every night, enjoy it. But you know, it's not a real season to me, and that's not going to change. And like you said, I'm going to find it very interesting when it comes September 27th and the season has ended. Eight teams aren't at 60 games. Right. That, and that's the thing. Like. In what world are the Cardinals
4: making this up? And the thing is, and, th- and this is kind of where I think it might, people it might be lost on, if the Cardinals don't play 60, then there will be one or two or three teams that will also not play 60. If the Marlins do not play 60, then there will be one or two or three teams that will not also play 60. They're all connected. They're all tied into one another, right, George? So that's why. And look, this is the other thing, too, again. So the Yankees just got uh, swept by the Rays, right? And obviously, you know, especially at home, you never want that. But I look at it and I go, first of all, they had nobody. So how frustrated should I be? But here's the other thing, George. Over on ESPN, they have a probability to make the playoff number, okay? Eight teams are going to make it in the American League. The Yankees have a 99.5% chance to make the playoff to this this metric. And in fact, there are six teams with above 96% chance, with the White Sox as 89.8. Now, maybe this will come back to bite me, and they'll play the tape, and they'll be like, wow, that confidence was something. But honestly, they're not missing the playoffs. Everything's a three-game series. Home field advantage is meaningless. Really, all
5: that matters is trying to avoid playing the Indians and Shane Bieber. Well, you bring up a great point. Listen, we all, we all know why baseball decided to expand the playoffs, right? Because they wanted the money. It's more money. Make up some of the money they lost during the regular season uh, for, for no fans. But you've made this regular season meaningless. It just, I mean, it doesn't mean anything for the Yankees. It doesn't mean anything for the Rays. All the great team, Dodgers, means nothing. Because you're gonna get in the playoffs no matter what. There is no advantage to winning the division. You don't get a bye. You don't get uh, I think at the very least they should have said you win the division, all three games are at home. You know, you don't have to worry about traveling. The team's gonna to come to you, but they're not they're not gonna have that. So it's just there's no advantage to it. It doesn't mean anything. And as you said, it doesn't matter who you play, because you want to avoid the team, no matter where you are, one versus eight, two versus seven, three, six, four, five. You want to avoid a team that has that ace starting pitcher. No one's gonna to want to face Cleveland no matter where they finish, because not only is that Shane Bieber, but I would think that Clevenger's back by then, and he'll be well-rested, all right? So uh, yeah. that's a, a top and Carrasco. Who wants to face them in three games? Good luck, right. no matter who you are. You know, so uh, I mean, you probably would rather face the Yankees because you got Cole, and who the hell knows? You know, Tanaka's terrible. You know, you worry about the Yankee lineup, sure, but they're starting pitches. I mean, no, nothing anyone's afraid of. So, uh, listen... It is what it is. I know we're complaining. I'm glad baseball's back. I'm glad they're playing. To me, it's just this is not a real season. I won't. I'll never consider this a real season. It's just entertainment. I'm enjoying the games, but we keep bringing this up. There's no way every team's playing 60 games. Not going to happen. Right. And people think, well, they're close now. It's only I think it's, I think you said it. It's only Philadelphia. It's only St. Louis that may not be scheduled to play 58. Maybe one other team, but we're only three week, three plus weeks into the season. Covid's not going away. This is going to keep happening in September, where teams are going to have outbreaks and they can't make these games up. This is going to keep multiplying over and over again. So this, like I said, this is not going away. We're going to have this problem at the end here. And yeah, you know, people say, well, they'll make up. They'll maybe they'll have to extend it an extra week. Okay, I sort of I, I I agree with that. They could extend it, but Kevin, you're the uh, you're the owner of the Chicago Cubs. You have played fifty eight games. You're making the playoffs no matter what. Do you want to go play a team that's on the bubble and have to go to theirs? You know, have to go to Miami? Maybe the Marlins are on the bubble. They don't quite have 60. you got to play them. Are you going to want to go to Miami and make up games that don't mean anything to you? No, you're going to say, screw it. Let them have the Ws. I don't care. Right. And
4: also, though, George, Major League Baseball, all they care about is the postseason. So when we get there, they're going to go, ah, winning percentage it is. You, 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 you're out. You're out. Let's go. Cool. See you then. We're going into a bubble. And that's why when we get to the postseason, I'll care. because it'll be the postseason. And I think we're going to be in a bubble. because I, and I'm going to trust the integrity of the bubble, hopefully, to keep everything okay. Hopefully. But until now, because to be honest with you, I just think I'll lose my – as long as it doesn't mess up the Yankees, I'm going to try not to lose sleep over the fact that this regular season is just going to be as an invalid as you can imagine. You can't have a year where, like, it's just, it's not uniform, the amount of games that people play. Like, with the NBA, right, that was because it got stopped at a certain point. Well, they were able to identify teams within range. They gave them eight games to play for. And now we're into the postseason. Maybe league baseball started on the same day. And we're going to then go through the end of it, and we're going to be like, all right, you did this, and you did this. and And that's why I think it's just going to be, so difficult to kind of find, um, again, the legitimacy in the regular season right now, Georgia, certainly where, for me, um, that ship has sailed. And I know that, you know, you're kind of full force, like, yeah, none of this matters. But because I do think when we get to the postseason, I think we're going to end up in a bubble. And I think that that's, you know, and now the, we're not doing any nonsense, right, when we get into this bubble.
5: Don't I? I assume. no. Yeah, I, I assume no. We have. I don't think we've heard any rules, but I assume it goes back to the normal rules here. And I'm with yeah. you. I think they will have to do a bubble here. But if you're going to do a bubble, uh, listen. I I would love for New York to have the bubble here. But you know, it's cold in October at night. You're going to get to mm-hmm. 40 degree weather here. For the love of God, don't have a bubble. And they talk about Chicago, Milwaukee bubble. All right, Milwaukee. I get. It. They have a dome here. You don't have it in Chicago. This is like what, a New York uh, bubble. Maybe with Philadelphia and Washington there as well. No. Have the bubble in California or Texas you know, where it's going to be warm. Let, let, let's let's do it right. you got plenty of stadiums in uh, in California. You can easily make this work. we got five stadiums you could possibly do it here. Uh, Texas, you would have at least two. I don't know, Globe Life, the old Rangers stadium is up to par. It probably isn't. I know it was reconfigured for the XFL, so I don't think they can play baseball, at least not that quickly there anymore. But do it right. I mean, I said, don't. If you're gonna do a bubble, don't do it in, uh, you know, northeast or upper uh, Midwest uh, states where you, it's going to be thirty degrees, forty degrees, raining and oh, windy. Where no one wants to see that. You know, do it right. Have it in the warm weather stadiums, please. For the love of God, do it correctly. Just do it in course Field, so we just have a lot of fun.
4: Let's have fun. Let's just do it in Coors. Like, could you imagine that? that something. Um, yeah, I tell you what, though, when we get back, we will, of course, update you on Bucks Magic that I'm seeing right now is a 26-18 lead for Milwaukee. Uh, we will talk to you about that game. We will also start to get you guys set up here, though, for this Major League Baseball slate. There are a ton of games, though uh, we will not be on for a single one of them. Uh, there are a ton of games, uh, so we will start to get you set up uh for those uh and we can also i think start a little bit as well george uh talking uh, about the nhl game tonight we'll, we'll put that uh, as a part of the conversation and of course throughout uh the time we have here you will get set up as well for heat uh pacers which will be actually happening while we're on air like credit to the nba giving us multiple games while we will be on this late but we hit a break we come back or in game live
2: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome
4: back right here to In Game Live, Kevin Walsh and George Kurtz with you guys. Update over in the NBA. The Bucks lead the magic 31 to 23 after one quarter. Uh, for that in total, whether you guys played it at 59.5 and a half or sixty and a half. Uh, we're on pace, but always look when it is a number that high. Uh, you know, you can only be so far out in front of the game now, eating either 29 or 30 points still here in this second quarter. But I definitely think it is reasonable. Uh, they only had four free throws as a team. This is a group that can get to the line a little bit more. And 40% from three is good, but they only took 10 attempts. Like this is a team that can start to go further and further uh, from the three-point line. So uh, I feel good about that. Not overwhelmed. That number is kind of still right there if people uh, wanted to jump on it that did not pregame, uh, if you are looking in that direction. The full game numbers are the Bucks laying 15 and a half. I'm good. I wouldn't play it on either side because, again, I, I think they can beat this team by 30. But this is a very similar spot that this team was in at the end of the first quarter in game two. And 15-and-a-half, you lose by the hook. Uh, as far as that total of 222-and-a-half goes, I'd much rather isolate the Bucks' number, okay, that sits at 119-and-a-half, which is about a point uh, up from where it closed pregame because I don't trust Milwaukee to do their part. Uh, and that's kind of how we see it right there um, in the NBA. George, anything stand out to you from quarter number one?
5: You know, it's, it, this is probably, the, even though we're doing the show, it's probably the most basketball I've watched in a long, long time. Uh, yeah. you know, it, it gets you back in. It does get, I mean, I'm always impressed, you know, watching the players. I truly am. I, people think I hate the game. I don't hate the game. I don't hate the game at all. You know, uh, but it's been, it's been a long time since I've watched, so it's amazing what this show does for you. Uh, no, I'm still waiting for you, Kev. I'm still waiting for you to talk me into something. Yeah. This is all on you, man, all on you. Halftime is uh, certainly when I have a first-half bet
4: in as well. Uh, I'll, I'll wait for the half. And that was kind of, you know, you know, somewhat here with the show. It worked out, right, that I have a halftime bet because that's now almost a game. And then maybe we get a second half bet, and now that's almost a game as well. Um, but, George, I say right now in these, you know, 10 minutes or so that we have here, let's talk about the 4 o'clock games in Major League Baseball. There are three of them. The Miami Marlins will be playing the Washington Nationals. They are sizable dogs due to a pitching matchup of Castano against Max Scherzer. Minus 270 to back the Nationals and Max. What is certainly, what jumps out to me is that it is only minus 108 to lay the run and a half. Typically, that number would be much, much larger. Um, for example, the Cubs, okay, who are minus 180 favorites, when they lay a run and a half are also minus one oh eight. So a full dollar more on the NAT side of things, you lay the run and a half, it comes down to minus one oh eight. The total is six and a half. Is this a doubleheader?
5: Yes, it is. And there's your so, issue, right? Seven, yeah. man, I hate these seven inning games. I truly hate these seven inning games. Change to I mean, I hate it for a lot of reasons. One because I, I I'm an old fashioned, so I want baseball to play nine innings. But it also changes how we think about everything, you know, because you're losing 22 percent of what's uh, of a game of what it was going to be played. So it makes it even makes gambling a little tougher. It's me insane fantasy wise as well here. It just it annoys me. is what I'm trying to say. It yeah. annoys me greatly here. Uh, I don't like how they're doing this. But anyway, uh, I have uh, it's a parlay opportunity. I'm not going to lay 270, even though I honestly wouldn't mind doing that either. But I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna parlay it. I'm gonna find a parlay partner here. Uh, I do like what you said. Uh, the run line. I'm taking that. I'm not. I'm not even worried about it. I, Scherzer. What's gonna happen? Uh, well, worst case scenario: two runs, three at most. That'll be a bad outing for him. He might even go a complete game here. So yeah, uh, yeah give me the give me the run line here. I'll take the uh, the minus one eight. The price is just too good. And now what I'm looking at here is what is one of my favorite bets, Kev. You should know this. Strikeout props. props. Strikeouts, right? Look at that. My screen, my screen is very slow. I don't know why. Because I'm looking for uh, what the number is here. And I guess I'll be waiting for it to come up. It's not coming up yet. But I want to see what is on. I want to see his props, because I'm not really worried about it. I mean, it's still a seven-inning game, so I don't care about the doubleheader. If he was going seven innings, I'd be thrilled anyway. I'm not, I I'm not no. going eight, nine innings.
4: Yeah. They have no props, actually, right now, listening to the game. So. Wow. Well, At least from how I look at it. I don't know. Very rude. I sold more Um, wagers,
5: but I didn't
4: didn't have anything. You're right. Now, I will save this because it is a fact, and I do not feel good about saying it, though, George. Gerger has won his last two outings. They have been one run win. It doesn't mean anything. No, not necessarily, but just make that point to make that point. And also, to be fair, though, right, so the reason why, and that's why, obviously, you have to talk these things out here. I I would, like, you know, they could do it. Like, sometimes they try and help the people when it comes to the fact that this is a doubleheader. Like, it wouldn't hurt if they put it there. But, again, it's on the better to know. And, obviously, when we see a number that low, we can identify it. But, basically, if the Marlins score two runs, then your minus one and a half means you need at least six in the game. And if they score three, then it has to go over and like considerably over. So, how do you feel about that six and a half? Run? Or would you rather not because you think there's a world team where, say, it's maybe a four nothing Nationals win?
5: I think there's a lot, a lot of worlds where it's only New Orleans uh, will only score one run, maybe two. You know, because once gotcha. again, they can. There's a double header. Depends on how uh, you know Martinez is thinking here. Sometimes in a double header, you want to push a starter because well, I need the relievers the second game. And since it's only seven innings. I think right now they're counting on Scherzer to go at least six, if not if not a complete game. It's the Marlins, not a good offensive team. Max Scherzer's on the mound with playing two games. Everything's pointed is towards six innings here, six plus, plus and he can easily go that. I think his pitch count should be okay. I don't. The, the Marlins are not a, a team that's going to make him work hard. So I think there's a lot of worlds here where this is. I said I'm not impressed with the Nationals' offense at all. I think it's terrible. I've said that many times. They line up was a joke outside of Juan Soto and Trey Turner. I think there's a lot of worlds here where the Marlins score one run, two at most. Three, I think, would be incredibly high. That would be a high-scoring game for the Marlins. I don't see them doing that. So 4-2 does ring a bell. here. four nothing, you mentioned a score. That's probably on the low end of what I would go with, but it's certainly my realm of possibilities, a range of possibilities yep. here. So I'm not necessarily going to automatically bank on the over here because I think it's going to be 5-3. Or something like that, because I, I say I think there's a lot of worlds here where it's zero or one run from Miami. Uh, if this is a nine inning game. Obviously, the total would be a little higher, but I'd be more worried because now you're looking at the Nationals bullpen getting in there more innings, pitching one or two innings. I don't say I'd be surprised if the Nationals bullpen pitches anything more than an inning here, and it may only be a third inning, two thirds of an inning, if Scherzer sure goes six plus. Yeah,
4: uh, I think that, that, and that is a big thing to note. Uh, quickly update: Bucks uh, force a timeout from the Magic. They're now up forty-two to twenty-seven. Giannis is doing uh, some incredible things out there. He's got sixteen points on six of six shooting. Uh, the game total is up to two forty-four and a half. Notice it's not going up a lot. It's because the Bucks are doing all the scoring. They're now nineteen and a half point favorites. That full game team total is up to one twenty-two and a half. That first half team total. It's at 64 and a half, minus 126 to the over as well. So the Bucks right now, again, shouldering the load. And that's why sometimes you isolate a specific team total as opposed to just playing a full over and, you know, the Bucks will do their part. That's why you have to play it that way sometimes. Uh, George, we keep talking about some of these 4 o'clock games here. Uh, Brewers Pirates, we've got the Pirates as home dogs as you would. Uh, at plus 144 Uh, they yesterday were a part of what looked like a bit of a dog day uh, if you will there were some big dogs that came in the Royals won the Pirates won I believe the Tigers close that out against the Indians I know the Marlins did beat the Nationals Uh, how do you feel about the
5: Pirates off of a win against the Milwaukee Brewers I probably still lean more towards the Brewers here, but at minus one sixty six with Lindblom pitching, I, I can't do that. Uh, Derek Holland, uh, no thank you, of uh, Pittsburgh. There, I look at the over under a little bit more here. Nine and a half, probably a tick higher than I would uh, like here. I think I'd be happy if the hook wasn't there and give me nine. I think it's a game I'm going to stay away from. I'm not going to touch it. Uh, not going to watch it either, for that matter. Milwaukee Pittsburgh, I think I'll pass. Uh, nothing in this game truly excites me right now. Even though, now, I was thinking maybe the run line. It is pretty much even money there. But I guess if you were forced me to bet, it'd be the run line minus uh, minus a run and a half of Milwaukee.
4: Yeah, I think for me, again, I I agree. like the nine is the nine would have been right. Um, And I don't think that the nine necessarily should be super juiced, right? Like under nine and a half is minus one twenty two. Right, so yeah. over nine and a half would be, over nine would be like minus one thirty, and I don't know if I that would almost make me want to play under it, but even yeah, money sure for over that, right? nine, yeah, you know what, like it, it's a it's an off game, and look at the end of the day, there are a lot of baseball games. That, the funny thing is, like we're you know one to four is our time slot, here, right? But if we chose a time slot based on the amount of action on the board, like we would have started at three thirty got people set up, and then we would have been rolling for what's going to be a packed four o'clock play. You guys are going to have a lot of options on the board. Uh, one more four o'clock game, Angels, A's. Uh, Angels, one of the funniest teams, in my opinion, in all of Major League Baseball, because they are consistently priced like one of the best teams uh, in all of Major League Baseball. I know yesterday they were around a pick'em uh in this matchup. Scott Wetzel was telling me, and he's like, I just I don't get it. Like The A's are fantastic. The Angels are not. It's one of those times where you go, ah, I think that that, you know, line stinks. Maybe it does, but the A's still win the game 5-3. So now today the Angels
5: are plus 130 up against Oakland. Any uh, leans here, George? It's almost the same as the Pittsburgh game for me. Nothing I'm really thrilled about here. Uh, I am somewhat curious about the over uh, 9.5 minus 108. I don't think we don't have great starting pitches here. Bassett, The Bassett Hound, as Cam likes to call him, canning. Uh you know, it's over average starting pitchers here, so I think runs could be scored put up on the board here. I think Oakland probably wins the game, but minus 152 is more than I'm willing to put on that. And the run line, I mean, I'm getting plus money on the run line at minus a run and a half for Oakland. You know, I probably like the over more than anything else. But once again, it's another game I am staying away from. Yeah, I will say
4: the Angels are a big over team because of their home games on the road they've played under and the A's at home have played under including three straight uh, home games for them that have gone under, uh, at least three straight because these last three. So, again, if you wanted to just go for some trends, it's not a bad way to maybe play it under. But I agree, four o'clock slate, the most interesting game is that doubleheader between that uh, and the Marlins. Uh, all right, our number one is about to be in the books. We will come back, and we will continue to keep you updated on this Bucks Magic game okay, set up for the rest of the day. Next year, game live
2: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.